Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Thanks for being here with us. Back to Monday, and we hope you're having a good time here. If you missed any of the show, like Blinded by the Item, that happens every weekday, and it's its own podcast. Or just subscribe to our entire podcast, and you will find it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, You've been watching a show. I am looking forward to one, and that's why we're doing Boobs on Tubes. Boobs on Tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on Tubes. We're the boobs. One more time. Boobs on Tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on Tubes. Unless you're literally putting your breasts on the TV, but oh. I wouldn't recommend that. They might get static. <laughs> if they're static. cold. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to shatter the, the vacuum tube <laughs> in that TV. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. But I do want to get a little... British. I don't have the crown theme, way better theme, by the way. Sometimes I just let it play through the theme because I love it so much. But I do want to give you some thoughts on the first half of the last season of The Crown. Oh, yes. Uh, You're watching it. I'm watching it. You haven't started this particular chunk yet, but you have watched the series. Mike is... Did you guys start the new season yet? We are... Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Enjoy it. It builds. It's a it's it's a slow burn, right? We l- just wrapped up season three. And what happened in the wrap up of season three? Season three takes us into the Olivia Coleman years. Oh, or no, sorry. Season oh. three was yes, the first year of Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, saying so. so you so finished the, the end first of that season, correct? Of Olivia Coleman's. Uh, chunk. It was, she was, they were celebrating the, um, uh, what's it called? The 25 year, um, they were celebrating the. It's not the Jubilee. Yeah, it's yeah, a Jubilee, the Jubilee, but there you it's, go. it's, it's a like jubbly. a dirt. Like, I think it was the dirt Jubilee. The dirty Jubilee. The 25, I don't know, what was 25 years? Tinfoil Jubilee? Or no. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, she uh, hopped in a way and they took off and they were celebrating the Jubilee for 25th. It's a great year. season. I mm-hmm. will say we are just about done with that one. Jamie and I started over because he's never seen the original. So I wanted to catch him up for the actual last season, which got kicked off last week. And I'm telling you, hurry up! <laughs> You need to watch this season. I was a little hesitant. I don't know about you, Dawn, but the way that I feel about The Crown is I was all in in the first two, all in in the second two. I was very hesitant about the last two. Mm. So for the audience who doesn't know, every two years, they sort of like fast forward the the show. So the first two years set at the beginning of Queen Elizabeth's reign. And that with certain actors and then two years in, they swapped all the actors out, sped them forward. And, you know, she's in middle aged. And then this, did I just say in middle aged? In middle age, the last two seasons then fast us forward even more so into sort of her like senior years as the reigning monarch, which includes, of course, the Charles and Diana fall to roll. Yeah. So you can imagine that the last season is going to contain a lot about Diana. Diana. Okay. And you've seen this in the trailer. It's not a spoiler to know that they're going to cover that area of the monarchy. I was a little hesitant, though, because you know how it's like it's so part of our experience. Like the first four seasons, I have no direct connection to really. Right. Because I was not alive or if Mm -hmm. I was, I was very young. But the Charles and Diana years from like 1980 forward, 
I was all in, mm-hmm. right? Like that's one of the first things I remember watching on TV was their wedding. Yes. In 1981, I think, Except, right? Yeah, Electric Company, and then your mom made you get up at 3 a.m. to yeah. watch a royal wedding. Yeah, I don't know if we got up that early, but I do know that uh, we watched it on the television. And I will say that has been sort of like part of our just like experience. And so I feel really weird when I'm watching that on TV because I don't know how to take it. Like, are they going to do it justice? Is it going to seem kind of like flimsy? Like, because you actually know what the people look like. Like when you saw Princess Margaret back in the day, you didn't have any idea what Princess Margaret actually looked like or what she was like. So you weren't thinking to yourself, seeing the actress playing her. Is she doing a good job? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I was very hesitant, of course, with Charles and Diana for no reason actually, because the actors are amazing. And the series has treated the story, I think, wonderfully. And because of that, this season, the first chunk of which has been released, which is now dealing with sort of the, well, the tragedy involving Princess Diana, they're doing it so beautifully. Beautiful is not maybe the right word, but that's the only thing that I can think of right now. Respectfully. But yet emotionally, I was the whole time I kept thinking, Harry and William can't watch this. They can never watch this. Do not watch this, Harry and William. Because this is like, you just are going along on this journey like, oh, I don't want to give it away, right? I don't want to take us, but you know what's going to happen, right? Of course, yeah. And so as it's getting closer and closer to that happening, I was just having all these thoughts like, oh my God. Like, it was very emotional for me to just watch it. And I was only you know, a bystander who woke up from a nap watching CNN when they broke the news that she had died. Mm -hmm. So even with that thin connection, I was still deeply, you know, connected and emotional about it. Um, And, and they do such a good job sucking you back into that and the feelings that you're going to have, like, you're just going to feel like you're going to feel stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I haven't started it yet. I was going to start over Thanksgiving break. Um, so how many episodes do we have for this? There's four. But but they drop them every week? No, no, no. Or they're all out There's right four. Now. The first half is out. Okay. It's on Netflix. They'll drop the second half in December. Oh, I see. You know, I might just wait until December. I don't know. Sometimes I just want I just want to binge. Yeah, no, you totally could. Uh, but I mean, let's be clear: December's like five minutes away. So, True. Um, but it's going to be a total of eight episodes, Mike. The one thing I'd recommend if you have zero connection to royalty, to the crown, to all of this, and you're thinking, "Why would I watch this show if I have no connection to it?" Mm-hmm. That was me. You need to watch the show. Okay, good. Because yeah, like, like the pop that I had. When they introduced, because I know nothing yeah. about, like, literally, but you're not I have no alone. connection. Most my people fa- don't have a huge knowledge like, base. They don't have a huge knowledge base, but I had just enough that when I got introduced to the character and to the name Andrew Parker Bowles, I was like, oh, that, no, but that, no, I'm like, oh my, I had no idea of any of that. Yeah. I didn't know any of her backstory. I didn't know any of that. I didn't realize everything that happened oh, yeah. between brothers and sisters. Like, I had no clue about any of this. I know it's not exactly a, a documentary. Yeah. No, it's not exactly a documentary, but at the same point, it was enough to really make me uh, really enjoy this show and have like almost a Game of Thrones esque yeah. reaction to that moment. Sure. Yeah, so it's cool. If you don't know anything and, about it, I'd recommend it for sure. And again, I think you'll learn stuff even if you think you know, like the. Because a lot of it's speculation, right? Yeah. 
Like they can't possibly know what happened in those last moments, but they do a very, very honorable job. So watch it. Okay. We will watch it. Did you know the Big Little Lies is coming back? No, I've never seen this show. This is the one that was on uh, Max. Yes. Or what is now Max. Yes. So it didn't look like that was going to happen. Um, Everybody thought it was just going to end with season two, which it ended in a place that was like, okay, it could end here. Well, Nicole Kidman has actually confirmed that they are moving forward with the show. Um, And that's going to be interesting. Meryl Streep was in the last season, and that's what really made it good. Mm. Um, Are you excited? I am excited just because, you know, I think that there's a lot of stakes when it comes to this because they did a great job with the second season, and it seemed almost impossible that it could go on Mm -hmm. after that point. So I'm really interested to see what happens next. Fabulous. And that's coming when? Um, Well, they just they're working on it. All right. Good to know. So if you're a Big Little Lies fan, season three coming back. All right. That's our TV talk for today. When we come back, we're going to go to Kanye talk. I know, I know, I know. But there's good news as concerns his current wife. We'll tell you why when we return right here on Bite. Responsibly, B21. So nine to noon is an experience. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Thank you for being here. We're so happy to have you listening. If you missed any of it, you can go back and listen to our show in podcast form. Come through. Come through. Yes. What's going on with our good friend, Bianca Sensori? Yeah. Yeah. You got to probably remind people because I bet a lot of people out there are like, who's Bianca Sensori again? Does Kanye's she... fake wife. Well, okay. Yes. And allegedly they did get married behind the scenes. They got married legally? Well, allegedly. Oh. But we don't know. That's at least what the blind said at one point. However, they're in public as husband and wife. And by that, I mean she is often in public with her, what did you call them? State droopers. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You said that on the air. Is that not what you wanted to call (laughs) You have said that on the air, please. Yes, state droopers. I swear she said that. Must have been had a headache or something. Either way, that's uh, well. By uh, that uh, I mean (laughs) borrowed from from what someone I know very well. Oh, really? I don't want to steal his joke. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Either way, he probably doesn't want to claim it. I think what you're talking about is her body, her bosoms. Her her. uh, I I said that because as I looked. Literally every photo of them in public recently involves her wearing next to nothing. Yeah, for sure. See through, no bra, (laughs) like, ah, it just hurts when I look at it. But you shouldn't be, you shouldn't feel bad for her because the reason we're talking about her today is because allegedly, supposedly, she has escaped from his evil clutches. Oh my God, Bianca! That is what the tabloids would have you believe because according to all sources, the street's the place to go, but also that Kanye West and wife Bianca Sensori are, quote, taking a break after her friend's intervention. They now, wanted we her heard, to get the hell out of there. We heard that there was this intervention. Remember, I think recently, like yes. a couple of months ago, Mike, did we talk about was, that in the blind? It was too? actually this past or like weekend or a week before that or something. She was in Australia to kind of get away from yeah. him. And they reportedly had a intervention. They were like, we're going to tell her that. Well, OK, you got to believe the tabloids. But if we do, which, you know, uh, why not? Uh, <laughs> at least for this segment, quote. 
Her family has never been a fan of Yi, and those close to her have questioned whether marrying him was the right decision. He is also a very difficult person to be around and no. work for. You don't say. Really? And Bianca has been one of the most patient people ever to deal with him. She's been all about him. Now, he apparently, I didn't know this. Did you know that he was in Saudi Arabia recording oh, an oh. album? Oh, I know. Was it Saudi? Yeah. Was yeah, it Saudi Arabia yeah, or Dubai? Yeah, he was in a tent, like out in the desert. Really? Yeah, and he just dropped a song, and it's not great. Okay. Just some more stuff in there that's like... Some more stuff. I don't know anything about well, this song. Well, he had an anti-Semitic statement oh, that he made, and then he wanted to good. prove that he wasn't anti-Semitic by saying, I can't be racist because I okay. blanked okay. a nope. blank. No, nope. we're not doing that. Yeah, so he's still Kanye. She, however, has removed herself from the situation. From the if Middle to Eastern believe, tour. If you were to believe the tabloids. And uh, what I will say is that in this story from The Sun, they say that he she may go back to him for the album launch. Quote, she loves the lifestyle, but I think it's clear her friends and family would rather she didn't. You think? What would you do if she was like your friend, other than give her fashion advice, what advice would you have for Miss Sensori? If I could get through to her. Get through. I could come through to her. Come through. I would say, number one, at least would we entertain the option of some Band-Aids? <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, no, seriously, though. Hey um, do you feel like you are your true self right now? I would say, is this the woman, when you are with him, do you feel like you are... You can be completely yourself, or do you feel like you only get to be a portion of who you are? I'm guessing it's number two, okay? Because it's all through his lens. You are manufacturing yourself to revolve around what he wants, and look at the past. Can I give the woman some agency, though? Do you think that there are people who think... I'm going to involve myself with this very what the world views as controlling person and get what I can. And so I'm going to indulge in this otherwise imperfect experience to get something out of it for myself, meaning a career, connections, money, networks, I don't know, fashion, free fashion. I bet she gets all sorts of free. Yeah. Items of clothing. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's it what if she said, but look at everything I'm getting. I'm, you know, connecting with all these people. I'm in this world that I've never had the chance to be in. This could be good for my career and my future. Mm. What would you say to her? I would say, um, I is it worth that, though, the price of fame? Because really, the reputation, since you've been with him for so long. Like, for instance, Julia Fox, she was with him for a minute and a half. Three weeks. Yeah. You guys, three weeks. Yeah. But we do know who Julia Fox is. Yeah. I just recently watched Uncut Gems. Yeah. And you wouldn't have weekend. had she not had a relationship with Kanye West. And I listened to her audio book, which is excellent, by the way. Which you never would have bought had she not had That's a relationship correct. with Kanye. That's true. I didn't know who she was. But I would say this is beyond that. This is like you have been spending, is it a year that he's that they've been together. I don't uh, know if it's been a full year, but it's been uh, mid. I mean, 
Julia see. Fox got out of the relationship when he started saying horrible things. Well, she about was with him, him for literally like three weeks. Yeah, it was literally three weeks. Yeah. So she's been with him. January 2023 is when the romance rumors began. Yeah, almost a year. So I don't know if it's worth that. Well, yeah, it said that they. Uh, Maybe, this page six article says they secretly wed in December of twenty two. So, so, but I mean, around that time, maybe she signed some type of a prenup that said, if you stay for a year, at least you'll get yeah. this payout because that's what most prenups say with celebrities. There's some type of a tiered situation where mm. it's like after five years, you get this much, which is just so bizarre to equate the amount of time you spend with somebody to money. It's it's weird. I would say her reputation is damaged to the point where I don't know if she could have a career beyond this. Well, you know? if you're listening, Bianca, get out. Call us. We'd like to talk. Mm. Dawn's got some advice. All right. Thank you for that advice, Dawn. When we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, from the crown to Kanye to cooking, yes, we're yes, going to go yes. uh, back to TV to talk some bake off. There was another episode this weekend or this last week, and uh, we'll give you our thoughts right here on My Talk 1071 show yes yes queen what was this week bradley it was party week party week what does that mean i don't know they have really flimsy (laughs) topics half the time it's just an opportunity to bake some stuff yeah uh i guess they're loosely connecting everything this week to things you would serve at a party yeah which i'm like Like catering week i don't know yeah because to americans all a british bake-off is a party right we don't do this for ourselves normally we don't bake elaborate things yeah um but but it's only when we're having a party um so this is the quarterfinals Yes. I can't believe we're already at the quarterfinal, which means semifinal next week, finals the week after. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, it's going to go so fast. I know. It always does. I'm always like, oh, my God, it's going to take forever to get this series going. And then boom, boom, boom. Here we are at the uh, quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So we are at the quarterfinals. We had a signature technical and showstopper. The signature was the British classic, something Americans don't really have an equivalent to. Mm-mm. The sna- the sausage roll. Sausage roll, which I wrote down, this is Paul's favorite challenge ever? Yeah, that's he what said he said. that, and I'm like, it is? I've never... I think because he's just like, he loves pastry and sausage. Yeah. I mean, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> Mike? What was that? Thanks, Do you Mike. like pa- Thanks pastry Thanks for listening. No, uh, do you like pastry and sausage? Trying to pull up that clip that we had in the break. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> no. listening to wait for a second. Did you did ask please. me to grab that. So <laughs> pull that. Um, I love some good pastry and yeah, sausage. Yeah, and sausage. Mm-hmm. Yes. They made sausage rolls, Mike. You nice, can go back to doing that thing. Don't okay. you worry. Uh, we will not call on you. Um, sausage. So, so, did you have sausage thoughts? I did. I want to make some of these because I made a little um, hot water crust pastry pie. Like a little, por- little pork pie, little pork you know, pie. that you would take on a picnic. They did those a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But I've never made these. Um, this is like a rough puff. Yes, right? it is. Usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to do a rough puff to make a snossage roll, but that's, I think, typically what they do. Yes. Rough puff is just basically like a, what's the full meal deal? Puff pastry. Yeah. Just a regular puff pastry. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of shortcut it. It's not as complicated, right? Right. So what they want is lamination in the pastry. So they're working in butter. It has to stay super cold. Shred the butter. You don't have to like do the big, you know, French 
hoodly do croissant yes. dough. Exactly. So, uh, and then it's all rolled up in, but they would work in like with the sausage, there'd be like cranberries, apricots, um, sage, uh, Dan again did some type of an Asian inspired one, which, you know, I'd be like at this point, stick to basics. You know, he did sort of like a fake dim sum type sausage roll. Um, and it all looked great to me. I wanted to try all of them. Yeah. I I do like the creativity that they bring. I mean, they kind of have to because it's a signature, right? So they're supposed to put their stamp on mm-hmm. it. But I think if I were making a snossage roll, I would just want a real basic good pastry, good snossage. I don't need any, fa- I don't want cranberries and nothing. You don't want apricot? No. Oh, oh that sounded so good to me. Apricot and pork? Yeah, any kind of sweet cranberry or apple somebody used. I don't know. I'm not a huge fruit and meat person. Okay. I mean, I can understand occasionally like throwing some apples with some pork or mm-hmm. okay. something like that. But cranberries, I'm not a big fan of cranberries generally. Okay. okay. So I think that's why I get a little irpy about it. And apricot, I just feel like, isn't that really sweet? Mm. Just, I think it would be great. But maybe I was just super hungry watching it. Yeah, um, I always try, we always try to watch after we eat, but then we'll have to go back for dessert because you got to have dessert after you watch all that. True. Anyway, uh, chocolate caterpillar cake. Can we talk about that? That yes. was the technical. Ask any American, what the hell is a chocolate caterpillar cake? And they're not going to know, myself include, or I don't know. Did you even know what that was? I did because I've made um, a Yule log, which is basically the same Well, yeah, thing. but you've never heard of like a caterpillar cake. Apparently, it's a British tradition for birthdays. Mm-hmm. So it's like their birthday cake. Yeah. But general. it is essentially a Swiss roll. Big old Swiss roll yeah. with chocolate sponge. Then you and then have, it's got a big chocolate caterpillar face. It does, yes. And you have to make um, a meringue because yeah. it's a chocolate meringue that goes inside. And you roll it all up and then you make it look like a caterpillar. And it's kind of fiddly because you got to cut pieces out and stuff. And I was like, this just seems like <laughs> they're just trying to make things complicated. That said, they did because it did create a couple of problems for people. It did, yes. Um, somebody cut it the wrong way. Um, and so that was bad for them. But um, for me, I was like, this is a really good practical thing for people to watch and go, oh, I can make that. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a cute cake. I think any kid would like it. Yeah. And or adult. <laughs> it looked great. Yeah, it basically just looked like a big ho-ho. Yeah. Essentially with a couple pieces chunked out of the side. But Yes. Now we got to talk about the last challenge, which was the, um, this Everything. is the showstopper. And it was called Everything But Beige. I'm like, what? So basically, they're asking them to make just a a catering platter with a bunch of different things. Shareables. Shareables, like little little things that are like savory things and sweet things. Their requirement was just to make savory and sweet and minimum of three different things. That's what you should have done. Yep. Now, one contestant who likes to go overboard, I would say, a lot of times, made six things. And you have to have 12 portions of each. So... Talk about stressing yourself out for no reason. Yeah, I feel like you have to be very judicious about when you're going to, like, blow things out of the water. Yeah. You know, like, I do think there's a time and a place to kind of be like, I'm going to go, I'm really going to go all out because I need to either stay. Mm -hmm. But that's even risky because, again, if you overdo it and you're not able to execute it all. Yeah. We know that 
in Bake Off's past, people who like to bite off more than they can chew will sometimes backfire on them. Yeah, and you're not going to get extra credit for this. They just want you to complete their the the challenge. And yeah, I know from doing classes with Bake Off stars online that you have to submit all of these things way, way in advance. So, and they do get really mad at you, the producers, if you start to modify your recipe because it's all planned out, you know? Uh, the, Meaning the, at the, the last artwork, minute. Like, think about the artwork that you see. Whenever they're describing what someone is going to make for the showstopper, there are artists who actually do a rendering of, of what you're going to do, and all of that is done in advance. So if you start taking things out or changing things, it just messes everything up for everybody. Yeah. But I will say that this person who overextended themselves, well, who made too many things, essentially. They had 26 different things that they had to do in a specific order to get it all done. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. That's just not possible. They did, but it was kind of not great in the end. And half of their things were beige. And the name of the brief, the challenge was everything but but beige. beige. Because pastry is beige. So you're having, you know, you had little... Either little um, bread things or little pork pies or little whatever. pastry things, because pastry, beige. Beige, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still feeling good about our predictions. Mm-hmm. Are you? Um, yes. Yes. I don't know what your prediction was. Right. And I don't know what yours was. But I was. feel my prediction. I'm still feeling good about it. Yes. So for the listener, I've got him locked up and hidden. Mike knows who we thought was going to win it all. Now, I will say we didn't pick it at the beginning. We probably should have done that as well. Yeah, we should have watched the first episode and picked our favorite to win it all because there are to see what ultimately happened. But we did pick last week who we thought was going to go the Mm -hmm. distance. Yeah. And my feelings are still the same. There's somebody in the group that's a big surprise to me. Like, I would have never guessed this person in the beginning would have gotten so far. Oh, I, bet I think I know. they've actually improved throughout the weeks of the show. And sometimes that happens. You see somebody that's like, isn't great at the beginning. You're like, okay, they're never going to make it. I don't it. think it's a spoiler to say that. So, do you. Do I want to say? Can I guess who it yeah, is? Yeah, sure. What do Maddie? you think? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Maddie, like. He looks like Kit Harrington, kind of. He's just kind of an all-around, well, he's adorable, first of all, but you wouldn't expect that he's going to be like... And a sporty guy. He's like, plays soccer. Yeah. So, yeah, he just didn't seem like... He's a PE teacher. Oh, so sweet. I don't know who made it, but I'm looking at the Noel Fielding uh, face caterpillar (laughs) cake, and it's my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Isn't that adorable? I know. so awesome. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember who made the Noel Fielding. So (laughs) Who did that? Do you remember? Uh Uh-huh. It was... I think it was Tasha. Yeah. Whoever it was, they did a yeah. great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really cute. Um, so in the end, all they get is a plate. Well, they get a lot more than a plate. They yeah. get a career. Yeah. Pretty they're much. Gonna, they're probably going to get a book. They a might get book. a TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you make it to, if you make it's it the distance or you are a personality, from the show, you will have a career. I mean, a lot of them who didn't get very far but still had very strong personalities and, like, their own style mm-hmm. have gone on to do great things. Oh, absolutely. So even if you don't win, I think you can still be... Plus, like, let's be clear, in the U.K., it's kind of a smaller pond in, in 
like that world. Oh, so it's you have such a, a big deal. So you have much more of a an impact. Yeah. Like I think in the United States, if you were sort of like a, you know, bottom tier contestant from a reality show that had middling success, middling to good success, you wouldn't necessarily have a huge career in front of you. But in the UK, your chances are probably a little bit better. And you can also a lot of them do like baking classes in yeah. their little towns. So yeah. you can actually go and meet them and yeah. like do a day where you bake something with They're them with a, in a group. People. Yeah. They are real people. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, fingers crossed next week. Semifinal. It's getting down there. I know. Are you nervous? Um, do you know, do you feel like there's somebody in particular that's going to get, I have no idea. I think I know who I, who should go, but it well, changed from last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. Like, I don't think my prediction is correct anymore. For who's going to win? For uh, we, we did final three and then the winner, right? That's what I gave Mike. Did I give you final three? I think I just gave you the winner. I think you just gave me the winner, yeah. Okay, yeah. I did final. Well, you don't have to share what my final three were. We'll see. All right. You're right, I will. Yeah, why not? <gasps> oh, but if you're wrong, well. we'll tell you too. Uh, all right, dear listeners, when we come back, Dawn was really excited about one thing today when we met before the show, yeah. and that was zombie deer. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She's got all the latest on the most terrifying thing you have to worry about when you go outside this winter. Right here on my... Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Uh, thank you for being here. Watch out. Watch out, you guys. Zombie deer exists. What? Zombie what is a zombie deer? deer. Okay, I read this People magazine article that a deer discovered at Yellowstone Park died of rare zombie disease. Okay. Whenever I see the word zombie, yeah, what in do the you media, think of? I think of something that's undead, meaning it died and then came back to life. Right. Are you telling me that zombie deer are a thing? It did not come back to life. And I agree with you. They need to stop using the term zombie. Okay. So this zombie, is not really a zombie deer. It isn't, but is it? it's a rare condition. And it has reached deer in Yellowstone National Park for the first time, according to officials. They're already here in Minnesota. And zombie deer? Uh yeah, they Only are. They're not zombies, but whatever. What is this actually what's going on? It's called it's actually chronic wasting disease, C W D for short. And chronic wasting disease is it affects deer, elk, reindeer, and moose. And it's found in some areas of North America and Canada and as far away as Norway and South Korea. So an animal can have this in their system a year before it develops symptoms. Okay. The symptoms are drastic weight loss, stumbling around, listlessness, and other neurologic symptoms. Okay. It's seen like just looking very ill sometimes with its tongue hanging out its head you know just kind of it's the deer that's easiest to shoot because it can't get around very well but my problem with all this is that they're saying don't worry humans can't get this oh okay well that's good so then you start looking a little bit more and some of the articles say hey Some people are worried that humans can get this. 
<laughs> so I'm like, listen, chronic wasting disease, potential transmission to humans. This is what we're talking about here because there is no cure. This sounds like, is this like close to like mad cow or something? You know, that's sort what it reminds of. me of. Yes, I think so because they do mention um, uh, that it's connection to something bovine. So, yeah. So what do you think about this? I mean, here we have. <laughs> I'm really, I wasn't worried about it until you brought it up. And now I'm even less likely to, I don't know, be out in a field. I mean, I don't go deer hunting. I do wonder how you have to like deal. Like, how do you know if the deer you caught when you're deer hunting has this or not? And is it going to affect you somehow? Mike, do you hunt? I do not. Do you have family that hunts? Um, Yeah, like uncles and Don, you don't hunt, right? I don't, but I do have family that hunts. Well, do they ever talk deer. about this? Is this like a thing? How do you know if your deer uh, have this chronic wasting disease? You know, I don't know if you can know. I don't know if there's any tests that whenever you take it in to be processed. You can process deer by yourself, you know, if you're really into that thing. Um, it's best to just take it in. But, you know, if something doesn't have any symptoms for an entire year before, I would say that's kind of, eh. I mean, so, so far, no humans have ever contracted this. And it seems like something that would be very, very rare. So you have some articles that say you can't get it. But then they're saying that, oh, it looks like some some of um, certain monkeys can actually contract this, which would lead them to believe that eventually humans could get the disease. It's just not something we need this Christmas. You know what I mean? You're thinking about the holidays. I mean, like, come that on, goes People without magazine. saying. I don't want it on Easter either. Why did People Magazine bring Oh, it? Because it happened in Yellowstone. Because it was Yellowstone. in Yellowstone. Right. Okay. Um, so it said, going forward, officials say Yellowstone staff must take precautions to prevent the spread of the disease now that it has reached the area. Uh, testing deer, elk, and moose, as well as heightened surveillance of the park. Um, it is contagious. It's a fatal disease for the animals. And it's all caused by a malformed protein. There's no vaccine and no known treatment. When mm. I hear those two things also, I'm like, awesome. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm going to stay away from wild animals. This is just one more reason. I remember, I think it's when we were in Yellowstone where they have all those signs that they're like, you have to stay uh, this many car lengths away from this animal, mm-hmm. like depending on how big and how fast the animal can run. Sure. Is it car lengths? Or, uh, there's some like measure of a unit of measure that they use. And I just remember, I remember being hilariously terrified when we were leaving the park and we saw all, saw all of these, I believe they were elk. Mm-hmm female elk and they were hanging out and doing the thing what were they doing smoking cigarettes no they were literally (laughs) just have you ever seen elk before i have they don't smoke ciggies up close um well you're not supposed to be up close so they had these yahoos by a park ranger yeah i'm not surprised because these yahoos got out of their car and started running toward this adult male elk and we were all just like running way, toward. way back. Yeah, it was like a whole family. No. They were like, ah! and we were like, oh, what? my God, they're going to get charged. Oh, yeah. Like not money, like to death. <laughs> I know. I remember um, even like with the buffalo or the bison that are in Yellowstone, they're just really clear about like stay away. Those suckers mm-hmm. can move real fast yeah and just because right they look kind of sleepy right now and they're oh, just they're wandering cu- they, they will cut a bitch absolutely <laughs>
Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. I, when I went to Rocky Mountain National Park um, in Estes Park, they we went into this area that people were, there's a little stream that goes through and you can go in there. But all of the, it's like elk mating season no, during this time. No, you don't time. go anywhere in uh, I went in, mammal mating season. We went in, and it was such a huge field and area. Other people were in there because they were fishing oh, along this stream. Sure. We weren't fishing. Yeah. And then we were, were just, just looking, looking at the beautiful. Elk. We wanted to hear them make their calls. And a lot of people were up on the road. I'm like, Let's just go down in there. Oh, God. Now, we were allowed to be in there, but then they close it after a certain time period, and we were in there after 5 p.m., and we didn't realize we were. And so here comes a park ranger. (laughs) She was like, hey, guys, you are a little bit too close. But I understand they were really far away, but then the problem is is that the exit was over here, and then they started coming closer. No, you don't want to be trapped between you and a... And the exit, yeah. yeah. So we're like, oh, well, we sat up here on this rock hoping that maybe they would just pass by and not notice us. Mm. She's like, let me lead you out. Yeah. She was really nice about it. Yeah. We weren't running towards them or like, you know. No, it's all, all you know, it's all fun and games until they charge you. And I don't mm-hmm. think you want to be on the other end of a charging wild animal. Yeah. We were really interested in like, she. I mean, she was very informative informative she's like see this little pack over here this guy over here has his three ladies oh sure he's trying to get these three ladies i can tell over from this bull and that's where you're going to have the problem there because they might start fighting they might think you're in the middle of it and we're like bye yeah no get the hell out of there mike have you ever been to like yellowstone or custer state park or anywhere there's like a bunch of wild animals oh yeah i've been over i mean uh, deadwood i love going oh yeah yeah yeah, the black hills and we did stop at the badlands and Mm -hmm. that's when i saw a um a buffalo that uh was either um in need of some scratching in a very specific place or he was really enjoying his time hey look Uh based on the five minute video i think he was enjoying his five minute video what kind of pervert takes a five minute video of horny bison guilty (laughs) did you did you see the uh what are they called not ground squirrels what are they called that's exactly no not groundhogs prairie dogs prairie dogs that's exactly where this happened so there's an area right before there i I know exactly where you're talking about we pulled over we pulled over over the prairie dog you know holes were the village was and they have those wooden poles that go up i don't know two feet or three feet to make sure you don't drive out where the prairie dogs are well one of these buffaloes just kept working closer and closer to us walking down the road finally we just backed up a little bit he found one of those wooden poles and he or she had a very good time hey like this is the this is this (laughs) doesn't talk back it just you know i don't blame it um (laughs) i remember getting out of my car and i was like jamie i'm gonna go take pictures of the uh bison yep and he's like okay fine and as i'm walking through i'm like holy crap literally there was so much buffalo turd i mean it was like the size of like a Mm -hmm. tire i mean big ass duties yeah <laughs> like you had to really be careful it's like a minefield out there oh my god and then imagine if one started to charge you mm-hmm. and you're falling all over a bunch of oh. landmines <laughs> oh no and then the the prairie dogs are just kind of like coming up out of their holes. well that's the other thing is people were getting way too close to the prairie dogs oh and i'm like y'all don't they got don't they got like leprosy or something? I don't know. I've got some close, close, close pictures. Yeah. I got about a foot away from a prairie dog. That or was it's just... armadillos that have leprosy. Yeah. But I thought that 
you you don't want to pass disease to them. I'm not gonna, yeah, or I'm, you. I wasn't gonna touch it. I was just seeing. That's what you say, and then you're like, <laughs> "Let's see how close we can get, Ma." <laughs> what was so funny is that there were so many people, sort of. Mm, I, w- I don't want to say fighting over this one prairie dog, but this prairie dog did not care about like people. And so people were trying to get close to it. But then Why, you drive what is like that about five? humans. It never ends well. That thing going to jump on your face and chew your jugular. <laughs> but if you drive just like, I don't know, 30 yards up the road, there's plenty of prairie dogs. Yeah. They're all over. Yeah. So don't just stop at the village. Yeah. Just have a healthy respect. Keep a healthy distance from wildlife. But don't keep a healthy distance from us, dear listener. No, please when, do. When we come back, <laughs> I'm saying to our show, oh, okay. not in person. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about food. Yay! Yay! We'll be right back.